Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. We've been hearing for months how interest rates are going down and how the Federal Reserve is going to maintain rates near zero levels until well into 2022. That all sounds like great news for real estate investors who are looking to borrow funds at the lowest possible interest rates. As we've talked about before, the interest rate charged by the banks is often tied to one of two benchmark rates. Shorter-term loans and variable rate loans are usually tied to a short-term benchmark like LIBOR, which is the London Interbank Overnight Rate. Permanent financing is usually tied to the yield on the 10-year Treasury bill. When Congress enacted legislation back in March to protect the U.S. economy, that involved a massive amount of printing of money. The total in new spending was $2.3 trillion. Most of that money was issued in the form of Treasury notes having a short term of one year or less. As these notes have become due, they're being priced as longer-term debt, which carries with it a less frequent need for renewal. The flood of new debt being issued is in the form of 10, 20, and 30-year notes. It's creating a jump in supply. Eventually, those notes need buyers, and the bond market made up of buyers will ultimately determine the price for those government loans. The Federal Reserve itself has agreed to buy some of those notes and carry them on their balance sheet in order not to flood the market. But at the end of the day, it's still a market that determines their yield. If the price goes up, then so too does the cost of borrowing for real estate investors who are seeking long-term debt on their stabilized real estate projects. And over the past 80 days, the yield on the 10-year Treasury has gone from 0.52% to 0.79. That increase, in almost a third of a percentage point, translates into interest rates for permanent financing that are a third of a percentage point higher. And so far, this discussion is looking in the rearview mirror. All that is what's happened in the past. The yield in the bond market is generally more forward-looking than that. The big question is what will be the impact of the U.S. election on Treasury yields. There are three scenarios to consider. Number one, a Republican sweep of the White House and both chambers of government. Number two, a split of the chambers of government, and it may not actually matter as much who wins the White House. Number three, a Democratic sweep of the White House and both chambers of government. And let's look at all three scenarios. According to the polls, a Trump victory in the White House is looking less likely. It's highly unlikely that Republicans would win all three. Whether Joe Biden or Donald Trump is the next president, both will continue printing money. The big question is how much. The second scenario with a split between the House and the Senate will result in legislative gridlock. We've seen that in the past seven months, in fact, over much of the past four years, with no new money being pledged in the past seven months to recover from the pandemic. The level of acrimony between the parties has become the new normal in Washington. The third case, involving a Democratic sweep of the White House and both chambers of government, has the potential to unleash an unprecedented level of spending. Yes, they pledged increased taxes, but the spending is going to far outstrip the revenue raised in taxes. It's that third scenario that has markets worried, and we're seeing signs of inflation even though it's being downplayed by politicians. Inflation is the hidden tax that most people can't isolate. When a can of tomatoes at the grocery store goes up by 50 cents, most people blame the grocery store for the price increase. They rarely put the blame on the Secretary of the Treasury or the Chairman of the Federal Reserve or their representative in Congress. When those trillions of dollars get printed, the debt has to go somewhere. And so far, the U.S. has been very successful in exporting the debt over the past 30 years. China's central bank and Saudi Arabia have been willing buyers of that debt. 
but the willingness of those countries to fund U.S. deficits seems to be shrinking. The U.S. dollar's position as the world's reserve currency remains unchallenged for now. The monopoly on trading oil globally in U.S. dollars is starting to be challenged over the past few years, and both China and Russia have a desire to replace the U.S. dollar for trading in oil. When that demand for U.S. dollars drops, the yield for U.S. treasuries will need to go up in order to attract buyers of that debt. For now, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. All economies are suffering. When asked the question about which currency to buy, there doesn't seem to be a stronger currency emerging. The euro is in bad shape, the yen is hopelessly overleveraged, and international investors are not about to put their trust in the Chinese central government. As we get closer to the election, and even after the election, whoever wins, we can expect the yield for the 10-year treasuries to go up. You have a small window in which to lock in historically low interest rates. Even if the Fed keeps interest rates low, I believe treasury yields will go up, and therefore, so will interest rates for investors. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>